What's up, Competitor Nation? On this brand new episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast, we welcome University of Alabama baseball strength and conditioning coach Brett Price to talk about building connections with your team, empowering them to lead themselves, and the importance of being a leader who's consistent. Let's go! What's up, Competitor Nation? Jake here, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and I'm excited that we are here in the second full week of January. We are cruising right along in 2021. I hope you are in the midst of the 31 for 31 challenge, setting aside 31 minutes a day to build a skill, to build something mental, to build something physical. We're doing it all 31 days this month. For me, it's taking my writing up to a new level as I am kicking off the dust a little bit and getting book number two started on what makes great teams, what makes great cultures in sports and in business and how we as competitors, we as leaders can step into those spaces, step into those locker rooms, step into our offices, step into our homes and build great teams that do amazing work. So, That's what I'm doing 31 minutes a day, all 31 days of January, and I hope you are getting after something as well because let's be honest, by this time next week, over 84% of Americans will have given up on their New Year's goals and their New Year's resolutions. That's right, 84% give up before the end of the third week of January because they set things too big, they set things too vague, they don't have a daily process. And so we're trying to help you commit to building that new habit, starting that daily process by focusing on just 2% of your day, 31 minutes a day for the 31 days of January. And if you want to keep it going after January, awesome. If you don't, feel free to give it up. That's fine. Start something new, but you got to start small. You got to stay consistent. You got to keep showing up. So that's what I'm doing this month. That's what's going on for me. I hope you are getting after this month as well. I hope you're committed to making this year a better year because wishing for it, waiting for it, wanting it isn't going to make it happen. Showing up and competing every day gives you that best shot. Now let's welcome to the show this week's guest, Alabama baseball strength and conditioning coach Brett Price as we talk about culture, consistency, and the importance of doing the little things. Let's welcome to the show Brett. Brett, welcome to the Compete Everyday Podcast. What's up, man? Glad to be here. Yeah, looking forward to today's conversation. Uh, Before we dive in, give everybody just a quick snapshot of what you do today and where you are. Yeah, so I'm the uh, strength and conditioning coach for the uh, baseball program at University of Alabama. Um, Going on my third season here, baseball is the only sport I work with here, so I'm with our guys 24-7, and uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. Love it. Love it. And before here, you were at Auburn and then as well as Troy, which is where you went to school, right? That's correct. Yeah, I've kind of bounced around and been at three different universities within the state. And uh, yeah, did my finished my undergrad at Troy and uh, and went into grad school um, where I was a grad assistant, uh, had a, a two year stint at Auburn and, and then came over to Alabama. So I'm curious what inspired you to go the strength and conditioning route after playing some in college and and making that transition from athlete really into coach yeah so it's kind of funny and you know like a lot of people in their career you don't really plan on it things happen and you end up where you're at um i was a junior college baseball player had an opportunity to play at a smaller four-year school after that and at the time i really thought that i was going to get into being 
more on the, the skill side of things, an actual baseball coach. So um, when I finished playing in junior college, I went to uh, Troy University as, and worked as a, a video coordinator for the baseball program and uh, was kind of just trying to build my resume to be a coach and, and get to know people within the state. At the time, it was uh, Coach Pierce was the head coach there and uh, Coach Smart was an assistant and they took me in and taught me a lot. And at, while I was there in undergrad, I had to do a, a internship to graduate. So I'd always liked training. And uh, so I went down to the weight room. Coach Shaughnessy was the director of, of strength and conditioning at the time and asked me if I could do an internship with him to graduate. He said, sure, come on in. So I went in and did what your interns do. You know, I was there early in the morning helping with football and making peanut butter sandwiches and doing all that kind of stuff. And uh, last minute, right before I graduated, I had applied for a couple coaching jobs and nothing had really come through. And uh, Coach Shaughnessy had a, a grad assistantship open up and he needed somebody to fill. And I guess I'd done a decent job as an intern. So he offered me the, the position to be a grad assistant strength coach and did that for two years. And um, that's kind of when I really shifted, shifted gears and, and realized this is what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, baseball was still my passion. So I told myself, like, if, if I want to work in strength and conditioning, especially in baseball, I'm going to figure out who's the best in the world at training baseball players and, and go find a way to get connected with them. And came across a guy named Eric Cressy, um, you know, done great things in the world of baseball strength and conditioning. And I was like, all right, this is the guy. I got to go, go get connected to him. So went down and luckily was able to do an internship in, in Jupiter, Florida, and uh, spent some, some nice months down there and learned a lot. And uh, from there, got brought on at Auburn. And then a couple years later, here we are at Alabama. So it's crazy how it works. Wasn't really the plan at first, but I wouldn't trade it for anything now. I love it. I love it. Well, one of the things in addition to – Obviously, programming, you know, strength and skill workouts. You strength and conditioning coaches really get to know the players. Mm -hmm. You get to you get to know them because you've got to be able to push them at certain times. You got to know when to pull back at certain times. You really build that connection, and that's one of the reasons I enjoy conversations with, with SNC coaches. One thing I'm curious about from your perspective is I know at Troy you worked with not only just baseball, but you also worked with softball. And the yep. sports are similar, but but different. And, and men are playing baseball, women are playing softball. From a strength and conditioning standpoint and really just player connection standpoint, how did those two teams differ in terms of how you worked with them, or did they at all? That's a good question, man. And honestly, just looking back at my time as a GA, you know, you, you at the time you think you're doing the best you can possibly do, and there's no doubt I was. And you look back and how things evolve over time and how you do things differently. But – I think you hit the nail on the head, man. The first thing, if you want anybody to buy into what you're selling and what you're trying to teach them, they got to know that you care about them. So, you know, and that was one thing I learned from from Coach Shaughnessy early on as, a, as an intern. He would bring in every player into his office at the beginning of the offseason, and we'd just have a 10-minute chat with the kid, trying to get to know him a little bit more on a personal level, you know, where their background is, where they came from. Um, and you really start to understand a little bit about what makes them tick and, you know, how you can reach those people. So I think – Going, you know, doing the extra mile on the front end, doing that in terms of baseball and softball, you know, I approach that the same way with both the athletes, even though male and female, um, you know, get to know them, know that, know that you care about them. And like you said, the, the actual biomechanics of the sport aren't a, a ton different. So the programming wasn't, wasn't crazy different at the time. Um, you know, as a GA, you do have multiple, uh, you know, responsibilities. So where right now I, I program in a lot of small groups because I'm in charge of one team. Then it was a big team training at the same time and uh, all those different factors kind of go into what you're, what you're able to do. But um, I can remember as a GA there, that both head coaches, Coach Smart and, uh, and Coach Mullins for the softball program were, 
were great and really, you know, had a good culture established and made my job a little bit easier in terms of, of getting the buy-in and all that type of stuff. Well, let's, let's talk about, you know, working with the guys now and working with the small teams now. One of the things I'm, I'm always interested in, and, and I remember training, and, and there's always that competitive factor in the weight room. Like, you know, like, you want to be pushing guys in your the same position. You want to be competing against other teammates. Some people respond really well to that competition in that strength room, and some guys just get in their own heads, especially if they don't win. Our job as coaches is to help pull them out of it, to get the best out of them, not only in the weight room, but obviously in life. How do you just personally approach those guys that struggle sometimes with competition in that strength setting, knowing that it's going to impact them on game day if they don't get used to it, and it's going to impact them in life? Yeah, that's a good question. I think you got to kind of figure out what it is they're struggling with. You know, why is it their – is it performance anxiety? Is it, you know, they're just – a head case when things don't go their way, you know, what is it that's holding them back? And you're right. You do have those guys that just love competition and, and normally they thrive in it. And then you, you know, but you, it, when you do it in the weight room, you get to see how guys respond when things don't go their way. So it's good to learn that before you get out on the field when it really counts. Um, and, you know, that's a great thing about that room. It exposes a lot of things, but I do think, you know, like having a conversation away from everybody else with that kid and, and you know, what is it that's, what's keeping, keeping you from competing at the highest level that you need to. And a lot of times, man, in today's world, it's, you know, maybe they have some kind of anxiety or something that's holding them back. And, um, you know, so you have to figure out what makes them tick. And for some guys that might be, you try to downplay it a little bit, you know, almost like, Hey, this, you know, it's, it's a, I hate to say this, but it's, you know, it's just a sport and you, you kind of downplay it to let them relax so that they can be free and go play um, whereas other guys, you have to kind of motivate them like, hey, this is a big deal, man. This is the University of Alabama. You're playing baseball in the SEC. Like, it's going to take your best, and it's going to take your best every day um, to have a chance to be successful here. So, you know, different kids will respond to that different ways, and you have to figure out which approach to kind of take with them. And, you know, that's just – that's part of the job is figuring out, you know, what it is that, that makes them tick and what makes them compete at the highest level. I love it. So, this going in – so, 2020 is your second or third year here at Bama? The third season. Third season. Okay, so you came when Brad started. So that actually, one thing I want to ask you about is, is culture. And Alabama is known for winning culture, regardless of the sport. I mean, everybody talks right now, Saban and football. But baseball's had a pretty good history. But I know when Brad stepped in, they had struggled for a little bit. And so it was a matter of almost reigniting that culture that was once there. And so you coming in from the ground floor with that – sort of rebuild for lack of a better term what's one of the just focal points on culture that that coach brad and, and you and your team were heavy about with the players taking them back to where they once were and, and the history of it how did you guys i guess if you had a word to describe it or a focal point to describe it to say building that winning culture what was it for y'all yeah and I, i'm sorry i think i misspoke there he was he was here one season before okay. me so I, I came the second season but but still um you know, we, we knew each other before he took this job, and, and we're very like-minded in terms of culture and stuff like that. So um, it's it's definitely a top-down approach. He's done a great job. We have a great culture going right now. The guys are bought into everything that we're doing. Um, and really, um, you know, it, at Alabama, you're right, man. The expectations are, are high, and, and that's what, why you come here. And it's um, that's why we all want to work here, and that's why you want to play here. And you can't run from that. You know, that's the – that's the beauty of being here. And you're right, there's a pretty good blueprint right across the street in terms of, of winning and, and what it takes to do that. But, you know, one, one kind of phrase we've, 
we've adapted uh, or adopted, and I think it came from uh, David Cutcliffe at Duke a while back, but I love it. And, and it's kind of one thing that we, we focus on. It's, it's basically the, the one kind of point to the whole deal is, is, and it goes, be where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to do the best you can possibly do it. And that's kind of the, the standard that we've set and, and hold everybody accountable to. And it, it covers everything, man, if you think about that. Um, and, and so that's kind of the culture that we've established. That's the expectation um, that we have for the guys is that, you know, their best is expected every time they walk in the door. Um, and, you know, we let them know when they're not doing that and tell them when they are doing that. And that's, you know, that's kind of part of it. But, um, you know, one of the ways I, I describe a, a standard is, is what is required regardless of how you feel. And uh, so, you know, there's going to be days where that's easy to come in and bring your best and work out at a high level. And then there's going to be days where, you know, that's uh, you don't really feel like it or you didn't get enough sleep last night or whatever it is. And, and guess what, man, nobody cares. You still got to bring it. You still got to be at your best and, uh, you know, we'll adapt and do what we need to do. But, um, you know, when I think of culture and standard, that's kind of what, what we think and what we hold our guys accountable to. Um, and, you know, I think the, the kicker in that and what we try to get our guys to understand is, Mental, mental discipline is kind of what allows you to do that on a day-to-day -day basis. And I kind of like the term mental discipline over mental toughness with, with our guys, and I'll use it a lot. And, and it just, to me, it's the ability to do it day after day after day after day, right? Even when it, you know, I always tell them at the, at the beginning of every semester when we get started, I'll, I'll tell them, you know, we have this long journey ahead of us. And uh, my challenge to you is to try to just shrink it down to one day. And that's easier said than done. Um, but if you can really just be in the moment, be present at everything that you're doing and really shrink this thing down to one day, um, you know, you'll like where you're at at the end of it. And um, so that's kind of the thing that we always try to preach. Coach Bo always tells our guys all the time in the fall, the only message he gives them is just get better, get better, get better, get better. And then when the, when the season comes, he tells them go play. And, um, you know, it's very simple, but it's, you know, they bought into it and, and that's kind of how we run, run the program. Well, and at that point, that's what the game is. You have fun. The work's been done. There's no stressing about what you could have done in practice. It's, it's go out and do your best. How did that message, just out of curiosity, take on a new life for you guys this past spring? And I say that because y'all were off to, I believe, like a 16-1 and start when COVID canceled the rest of the season. And so that, you know, be where you're supposed to be, do the best you can. How did that, from a coaching staff, take on a new life when, when a lot of these guys lost that season? It was tough, man. It was uncharted waters for all of us. You know, you, you always tell these guys that you work your butt off in the off season and you, for these opportunities. And then, you know, nobody talks about them getting taken away from you. And um, I, I was really, you know, I obviously we had some new pieces coming in, but I was really proud of our guys in terms of how they handled that when they, when they left. Obviously all of us were disappointed for a couple of weeks, but you know, after that, we had to turn the page and move on and start prepping for the next season. So we had guys that we lost go to the draft and sign free agent deals and different things. But um, for the guys that were coming back, they, uh, you know, they flipped the page and they got to work and started working on the next thing. And, um, you know, they were home for a long time. And I didn't see them shoot probably from, I guess it was March till we came back in August. And that's a long time away. Um, and, you know, different guys had different things from a training standpoint, what they were able to do back home. And they all came back and were in, were in a great shape, you know, and ready to, to get rolling again. So I was really proud of the work they did away from here. Um, and it was really a good test for them and a good, a good lesson in terms of like, hey, there's going to be a day where you got to run your own show, you know, and uh, 
whether that's in pro ball, they're not going to hold your hand and, and walk you through everything. And it's either perform or, or move on to somebody else. And that's life when you finish, you know, uh, when you finish playing. I'm not going to always be there to, to get you in a good, you know, mood to train or, or create a good training environment. Sometimes you're going to have to do that yourself and uh, run your own show. And I was really proud of how all those guys did that. Well, and, and it speaks to one, the culture and message y'all have been preaching internally, but the importance of those guys that were returning one understanding, like this game could go away at any moment. Like you've got to enjoy every opportunity you have to get out on that field. And then two, what's in your control? Well, you can still train back home and maybe you have limited equipment. Maybe you don't, but, but what are you going to do? Which is that valuable lesson, as you pointed out, that speaks to all of us all throughout our lives. One of the things I'm curious is how do you approach the incoming freshmen, getting them up to that standard, acclimating them to that culture? Because, I mean, yeah, you're joining Alabama. You've got high expectations. You're a great baseball player in high school, but it's a different game at the next level. And so when you have someone coming to a new team or going to a new level, just like they would in a company, how do you get them into that new culture? And this is how we do things. This is our standard. Yeah. Well, you know, in a normal, uh, off season, you know, the freshmen would come in on the back end of the summer a lot of times. So we have uh, about a four week period where, you know, a lot of our returners are off playing summer ball and different things. And it's just the freshmen kind of here on campus. And um, so that allows me to kind of really spend a lot of time with just them and get them caught up to speed and go over all these things that we're talking about. And, um, you know, like you said, where you were the best player in high school and maybe you could get away with some certain things, but but now where you're at, you know, you don't need to be scared of this, but at the same time, like the margin for error is really, really small in this league. And the difference between the best team and the worst team is, is very small. And it comes down to doing little things all the time and all the cliche things you hear and they're cliche because they're true and they've stood the test of time and you gotta, you just gotta get them to buy into it. And so we'll spend a lot of time in those four weeks, not only kind of, you know, establishing the foundation of biomechanics for how we want to train and do all that, but also, you know, laying the groundwork for the culture. And then if you've done a good job with your older guys, then hopefully they, they kind of see how they go about their business and, you know, you either adapt or get left behind pretty quick. So, um, you know, being the starting of the third, third year, this year was a little bit different because the guys, they all showed, we didn't have summer school, so they all came at the same time. So it was a little bit more of a challenge, but like everything, man, we all kind of had to adapt and figure it out. And, you know, the, the training was a lot more spaced out, really small groups, obviously with all the restrictions. So, um, but still preaching the same message and, and doing it. Um, I, t I tell them, you know, I try to be an example to them. I'm not a big rah-rah scream every day in the weight room, um, but I try to show up and be the same guy every time I walk in there. And, you know, that's what we're expecting of them. And definitely in a sport like baseball where you have to perform you know, so many times over and over and over again, you can't have highs and lows. You just need to be at a good level and, and uh, be able to maintain that for a long period of time. And that's kind of how I try to handle myself and hopefully it bleeds off into them. I love it. Well, and, and consistency is so key in any leadership position because your team has to know what to expect. If they don't know what to expect every time they have interaction with you, it has a hard time building that connection. And so I, I appreciate you hitting that point, and especially in a game like baseball. The, the one thing I always remember is Keith Hernandez talking about the difference between a 250 hitter or lower and a 300 hitter is just one hit a week. Yeah. It's like, that's why you got to be consistent and you never give up an at bat, whether you're up 10 or you're down 10, like you always try to get that hit 
because that's the difference between being a great player and being an average one is just yeah. one single hit. So I love hearing that, Brett, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you kind of pulling back the curtain on the Bama baseball program and, and sharing a little bit about your journey and just how you guys operate that winning culture, how you continue to build on the foundations that are there. Where is the best place for people to follow you? I'm assuming it's Twitter, which is where we originally connected, <laughs> but is that the best place to follow along you, the work you're doing with the players and especially the upcoming season? Yeah, Twitter's probably the best place. And to be honest with you, I'm not a huge uh, social media guy. I do post some some training content. Um, I think I think my handle's Brett Price UA. I had to double check that. It uh, is. It is. We got yes. that one. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Twitter's the best place to follow along, and and we will post some content from time to time, so you can kind of get an inside look at how we do things here. Awesome. I love it. And for parents, anyone listening that has a kid playing baseball early age, Brett posts a ton of workout content and video as well. Some of the things they're doing. So highly encourage you or them to follow. Brett, man, thanks so much for coming on the show this week. Yep. No problem, man. Enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. As always, drop us a note with your feedback to podcast at competeeveryday.com. Check out more episodes Find amazing apparel, get connected with the community at competeeveryday.com. And until next week, bring your best, show up every day regardless of how you feel, and be that type of competitor you were created to be.